0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society Kirby Concert, we just want to know if K.K. Slider is opening. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with ya. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including the delay of Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp. And then on Thursday, we are determining the 10 best Kirby sub games. But Mark, in the meantime, how are you doing? I'm doing great,
1: Patrick. After, I think, eight years Whoa. My husband and I, we decided we needed to get a new printer for our house. Okay. Because we don't print. I mean, we don't print things very often, now right? You've
0: been in this house like six months.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I mean, we need to get a new, I needed a new printer sure, in my life. Sure, 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 yeah. After eight years. And um, I try to be like responsible and studious about these things, mm-hmm. read reviews. But reading reviews for printers was such a waste of effort. I imagine
0: everyone's just negative. <laughs> There, right?
1: like the, it basically just comes down to like printers are generally not good. And so, yeah, so I was I just threw up my hands and we were like, whatever. So we just went to Best Buy and just bought whatever they had
0: here's here's a true thing though about printers is that like you can spend like hundred twenty nine ninety nine get a printer that's going to be. Pretty good. that sounds
1: really specific to your life. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you're just like you know the price point. Yeah, you no, know, yeah.
0: No, I'm saying that that's a re- that's the neighborhood. It's oh less, sure. It's less than two hundred dollars. Quite a bit less than two hundred dollars, but it is more than the hundred dollars. Um, it's probably not one seventy five. It's less than that, um, and it'll work okay for a while. And then it'll die, <laughs> or you'll forget to do something with it, and then you just have to replace it. Like, I don't think there's any good printer solution. No,
1: I completely agree. Like, What we, did
0: you end up spending on this printer? Oh,
1: I actually think we ended up spending, like, 80 bucks. Okay, all so right. So I feel like we are saving money up front and going to feel the pain live to regret in, it. like, yes. <laughs> a year or two. But we just print things so infrequently that, like, I had this old, old printer that I bought when I first moved to LA because I needed to print, like, something off to sign a lease or something like that and then I
0: bought a printer so I could print off my sketches for UCB
1: <laughs> and then every time we had you know like every time we had to print something for um you know like whatever it was it was just a total you know like a you're just a seance yeah. you're just pr- hoping is it and going praying to work this time yeah. that it would work and finally it didn't and so we just, yeah, we just decided to, we had to buy another one.
0: I mean, it's the only good reason to have like a job in an office that you have to go to is you have access to a printer.
1: That's, that is
0: so true. Uh, well, I'm proud of you for making a decision and acting on it and getting a, a printer for your house uh, after eight years of not having, <laughs> not having a new printer. Um Mark, the Sonic Forces borrowing program. It is a program by which you can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. Anyone can participate within the United States. Um, all you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. gmail.com and give us a mailing address where we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces. Uh, you play it for as long as you want. You send it back. I pay for postage both ways. Um, there may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there, which is fine. No one needs to worry about that. It's just something that happens.
1: Yeah, it's the perfect program. Perfect program. Get on the list. Here's another thing you can do while you're connected to the internet. You could leave (laughs) us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it so much. It helps people find the show. Patrick and I really love reading reviews when they come up on Apple Podcasts. Uh, We can see them in the U.S. Apple Podcast Store. So if we do see them, we will give you a shout-out on the show. Uh, If you review us anywhere else us up on twitter send us an email let us know we would love to give you a shout out
0: Uh, mark on the subject of the last two things that we talked about we've got an email from dwayne johnson the email uh reads hi love the show um uh, hello i love the show i had a question for both of you regarding podcast activity How many different podcasts are you guys on? I was looking through the Campfire Media catalog and saw that Patrick was on the My Name is Weezer podcast, and that got me wondering what other shows you guys do Sorry for the long email, but I also have a question. Uh, if you guys are Sonic fans, if so, what are your thoughts on the uh, new game? I guess the the upcoming game. Um, do you think they will go direct for a Sonic, comma Breath of the Wild thing, or go a different direction? Love the show. Keep up the amazing work, Dwayne Johnson. Disclaimer: Not really. Um, so this is not actually Dwayne Johnson writing to us. Um, but like we know, it's it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge.
0: Uh, uh, big, big fans, big, big fans. Uh, Dwayne, um, I, I'm, I'm on a couple podcasts. Yes, um, the uh my name is Weezer is a podcast that I used to do with uh, uh previous guests on the show Jen Kleinrock, um, where we just talked about Weezer. Um, I'm also on a podcast called Same Day Shipping, uh, which is a little bit more ribald and dirty than uh, this show, um. And Mark and I have guested on a bunch of podcasts.
1: Yeah, I don't. I this is the only podcast I regularly do, but I have shown up on a bunch of different podcasts that are not this one.
0: That yes, that's right. We. I, bo- I
1: hate to. I hate to try to name some only because I'm sure we will leave, we'll leave out some out. that we really were uh, delightful on.
0: That that's true. Yeah, but yes, that would mean what what a great point. I was going to say what if we just talked about podcasts that we've both have been on, but I think we would also leave some out of that too. But like the Call Me By Your Game podcast um that uh, hosted by Connor McCabe, another uh previous guest on the show. We've both been on Teen Creeps um with uh Kelly Nugent, also a a, a former guest on the show. We've been on so many.
1: Yeah, I really recommend googling Patrick Ellers and Mark Mitchell, because there's like a cajillion Mark Mitchells in the world.
0: Yeah, great point.
1: So um, that's probably your best bet to find ones that we've been on together.
0: Um, and also not that many Patrick Ellers who appear on podcasts. If there, if it appears as though I'm on a podcast, I'm on that podcast. <laughs> um, and then, Mark, are we Sonic fans?
1: I would not say I uh, that I'm a big Sonic fan. When Sonic, I had not played Sonic games at all growing up, when Sonic Mania came out, that was kind of my entry into the series and my breakthrough with the series, where I was like, oh, I think I get this, and this is a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, But I have an opinion on the new Sonic game, which is that I do not think it's going to be Breath of the Wild-like
0: at all. I mean, Breath of the Wild-like... Um, I actually don't know that we've gotten another game that has successfully been Breath of the Wild-like. Um, I know that there are games that seemingly have been inspired by it. Uh, Legends Arceus comes to comes to mind and like every open world game in the last five years has like something kind of along those lines. But like, I just don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone else is really doing it. Yeah, and I, I
1: think Sonic is, I, it seemingly, you know, is going to be an open world, but I, I think they are definitely going to go their own way. That feels very Sonic to me
0: yeah ab- ab- absolutely um Mark before we uh no hold on Kirby month Mar- uh, where we're- March is Kirby month uh th- thank you Dwayne, for writing in um March is Kirby month and we are in March right now so we are currently in Kirby month Kirby month which means on Thursday we are going to be determining the top 10 Kirby sub games uh and then on the 24th we are going to be talking about weird Kirby games Featuring Kirby's Dream Course. So calm down, you Kirby's Dream Course freaks. We're getting to you. And then on March 31st, we are going to be having a review discussion of Kirby and the Forgotten Land.
1: Looking forward to all of
0: that. Yeah, I think it's all going to be very fun. Marco, I have another email that I would like to read from Aaron. Uh, Aaron writes, uh, Hi guys, I'm excited to see what kinds of new characters Nintendo will roll out for the icon creation for profile pictures. We talked about uh, the profile pictures in last week's episode. Uh, Even though I I never thought I would change my icon from King DDD, I had a change of heart when I saw an octopus from Animal Crossing New Horizons. uh, Having... Uh, having yet played new having not yet played new horizons i'm starting to wonder if this is the character is even uh is even more liked in oh, i'm starting to wonder if this character is even more liked in the community uh what if he is one of the most annoying characters in the game have you ever come come across this octopus before i will instill will it just still instill disgust in anyone who sees my icon uh i have uh, I have to give New Horizons a plan, uh, or I have to give it a shot in the near future. Should I even bother trying to get this guy on my island? So I think uh, the the octopus he's naming uh, is uh, Takayaki. To- ta- 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 Takoyaki, um, and I- I'm not really sure. The- there are only a few uh, Animal Crossing villagers that I feel like I know the... um. Yeah, I so the I'm fan I, reaction to. I'm
1: not familiar with takoyaki. Um, this is my first time. I just googled them. Yeah, this
0: is my first time
1: looking them up. I. Uh, it looks like their name is also.
0: Oh Zucker. Zucker. Mm, yes, depending on the um uh, on 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 the region.
1: But I'm I'm not familiar with them at all. But I do have to say, you're probably safe. But I understand the concern, right? Like maybe you yeah. are choosing an i without context maybe you're choosing an icon that is going to cause like people to be repulsed
0: it's i mean it's possible
1: but i what they see your friend request and they're like they're like not a chance you no
0: thank you takiyaki you in hell zucker (laughs) uh yeah but i say if, if you like it like go for it like come on yeah that's uh, the icons if nothing else can present something that you like, if no one else likes it, you know then then they don't need to be your Fly friends. Fly that freak flag Fly high. Fly your freak flag high. All right, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. <laughs> Mark, I'm not going to make you a list, but I've been playing a lot of Kirby games. Uh, Patrick, I have also
1: been playing a lot of Kirby games.
0: Uh, Where have you been getting your Kirby fix? Like, what platforms are you using? I've been
1: dabbling a little bit between Switch, mostly 3DS, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've also been doing a lot of 3DS. I've been also leveraging the virtual console on the uh, Wii U, which means I've been playing both DS and 3DS Kirby games, in addition to uh, Game Boy, Switch, 3DS, all that stuff. Now, I
1: know we are going to talk about all of these games more in the future Yeah, in the coming weeks, but I've got to say, last week I made a big deal about uh, you texting me about Kirby's Block Ball. Yes. And I, I picked up Kirby's Block Ball, and... Not that I don't trust you at all. Right. But I was like, this is just a breakout clone. How good could it possibly be? Right. Patrick, Kirby's block ball is so it good. It rules. <laughs> it's so much it's,
0: fun. I cannot believe how good it is. And I, I am so happy that this is your reaction to it as well. It's so much fun. It's three dang dollars. It's so
1: good. And, and really, like, I do, like, I think breakout is fine, but I yeah. never considered myself a breakout fan. I would never before this have purposefully bought. A Breakout clone. But it's so much... I mean, actually, maybe it's not. I haven't played enough Breakout games to know if it's so much more than that. But it feels... Like, so much more than that. It's yeah. so much fun. I, I love this game. I yeah. love this game the, so much. The,
0: the the individual boards are just wonderful. You have the ability to kind of, like, flex the uh, the paddle and, like, turn the little Kirby into, like, a big fat Kirby. Yeah. Who goes around all fast. Um, I feel like the variety in, like, enemies and how you have to approach them is uh, different and fun and compelling. And, like, it's... A, th- it, it is mind-blowing to me how much fun Kirby's Block Ball is.
1: Well, because I've also been playing uh, Kirby's Pinball or Pinball Land, whatever it's called, yeah. on, that was also for the Game Boy that I picked up on the 3DS Virtual Console. Same price, same like 2.99 mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, this pinball game is fine. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally fine. But, like, I picked that up first and was playing a little bit. And then I'm like, I think I'm going to try, you know, this other Kirby game. And so good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um that's such a relief to me to hear that, that you also it's I feel like I've found a new like thing, you know? You know how like we have a couple of like Nintendo things? Kirby Blockball being like a banger Game Boy game is like a new thing for me.
1: I know it's almost too bad that we're finding about it out about it right now when the 3DS eShop is about to close because it could totally go up there with Rusty's Real Deal Baseball yep, yep. and Pocket Card Jockey oh, yeah, as like our little pet 3DS mm-hmm. weirdo thing. Right,
0: and like, like uh, the Kid Icarus 3D classics, like, yeah, all, all of those. But here's here's the thing. I think there is still hope for the Game Boy Library in the future, right? Totally. Um, And the next time that conversation comes up, we're going to go to bat for Kirby's Block Ball and be like, where's Kirby's Block Ball? Because
1: <laughs> now... We know. Uh, so in North America right now, there's a Monster Hunter Rise Nintendo Switch Online like game trial where you can download and play the whole game. I think it's probably almost over at this point, maybe three days or yeah, two I days think left. Right. But I downloaded it and tried it. Um, and uh, two observations from it. One, I you, you start up the game, and lots of games do this, but for some reason it really struck me with Monster Hunter Rise. Where it the first thing it does before anything else is ask you, like, do you want to create save data for this title? And that's such, it struck me, like, what a weird, archaic thing that you're asking me that probably is from days of memory cards. And we've just never gotten rid of it. Because basically what you're asking me is, like, do you want to play this game or
0: not? Yeah, no, it's, it's. Bizarre. Because you don't have an option. Like, Under you saying, what circumstances? Yeah. Well, yeah. Great question. If you not even no, give you the option. What happens? <laughs> it's just
1: like, okay, then you cannot play this game.
0: No, I mean, like, it presumably could let you play the game and just not <laughs> save anything. Just not save anything. It just, ever. Uh, but it just, yeah, it, it's pointless. It's, yeah, it yeah. just doesn't
1: feel real. And I kind of felt because the whole thing is very. Oh, granted, I haven't played an MMO in, like, eight years. Mm -hmm. But it feels very, like, MMO-y to me in a way that I was not expecting. I know that a big part of the Monster Hunter games, especially now, is, like, the online play and all that kind of stuff. So, part of it makes sense. But I was kind of overwhelmed with how MMO-ish it is. And it throws so much at you in, like, the first half an hour. Like, there are so many, so many, like, infographics and so many, like, you're just trying to go to like three different locations to talk to people and then go on your first mission. But it has like this big long thing with all these tutorials and everything. And it felt really overwhelming at first. After like half an hour, I put it down was like, I think this is just not for me because it's too much. But then I was thinking about it more and I was like, that may not actually be true because I think what it does is it throws all of this stuff at you. All these tutorials where it's like, you know, the first time that you get the wire bug or whatever it's called that lets you, like, Spider-Man around. It's called wire bug. Uh, you know, it's, like, press, uh, like, R and X to move to, like, wire bug forward. R and A to wire bug up. Like, uh R and, like, ZL or whatever to wire bug in the direction you're facing. Just like, whoa, this is way – it felt like way too much information. Like, I'm never going to remember any of this. But I don't think you have to. I think it's just weird where, like – front loads all of this information because as you're like going through it when you need to know something it reminds you how to do it yeah but yeah. you just have that feeling of like oh my gosh I'm not going to retain any of this this just feels really overwhelming and I think in my opinion that's like bad design because you're just like well if I don't need to know this like don't tell me I'm yeah, just trying to figure it out
0: but it's also tough because like it being a monster hunter game means that there's so much like history behind it and so much like institutional knowledge that players of the franchise will already know going into it. And so like when they get, you know, six new pieces of information about the wire bug right away, it's not that big a deal to them because it, they're like, I know how to do the rest of this intuitively. Yeah, that's
1: true. That Yeah, that, that's fair. Maybe but it feels like you should be designing this sort of thing for, like, somebody who's never done it before. Or just, like, a little toggle, right? <laughs> like,
0: I know what I'm doing, I'm an idiot. Like, one or one or the other, right? Yeah.
1: So I, I don't know that with everything else going on and Kirby Month and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, block ball you know I don't know that I'm going yeah, to yeah. go back to Monster Hunter Rise
0: Blockball imminently understandable <laughs> like from the jump you know exactly what you have to do
1: <laughs> so I don't know that I'm gonna go back to Monster Hunter Rise I'm glad I checked it out for that like half an hour but I think just um it, it just felt like I was playing it after the end of a long day and when I play games I am at this point mostly just doing it to relax and this game I did not find relaxing yeah because yeah. it was just like it's there stressful. Was, yeah, yeah, there was just so much going on, so much calling for your attention. I also booted up F Zero X, which is the new game on Nintendo sixty four for like Switch Online, expansion pack, all that nomenclature.
0: Mark, would you believe that I didn't realize that this game was out until I was I started to prepare the news for today's episode?
1: Oh right, because it got announced that it was releasing I think after I, we after we recorded, recorded last, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and then also came out in that same period. Uh, so gone are uh, like the days where they're saying, oh yeah, Majora's Mask is going to come out next month. And then it does. Um, they're just like, nope, F-Zero X, here it is. The The new Nintendo 64 game on the I Switch Online. I wonder if Online. there was
1: just so much news last month that they didn't do that, you know, because there was like the direct and everything. Well, this they... is also
0: quicker. Like Majora's Mask has only been out for like two or three oh, weeks. Interesting. Um, so... Like whatever is happening with their cadence of like uh, releasing these things and like announcing them, uh, like I, I wonder if they they've gone past like the initial pop, and like you know Banjo's got to be a big one, um what uh, Majora's Mask and then one more right what, what was there's like there? Paper Mario oh and Paper Mario all three of those are like big hits right that deserve their own separate marketing beat F Zero X. Like, cool, and Nintendo <laughs> diehards it, will be into it. Yeah, but like... I
1: guess it probably says a lot about the F-Zero franchise, that they're just kind of like...
0: And here's F-Zero. And here's this one.
1: I'd, I don't think I'd ever really played this game before, but I was so confident. I was like, oh, I'm not worried about this. I got it. First of all, when I first booted it up and you see, like, the car on the track for your, the first time, you're like, this game looks like butt. Oh, really? But you got. I got used to it really quickly. Okay. And so, then you're like, I guess it's not that bad. But, I mean, it's a Nintendo 64 game, so it just doesn't look that great.
0: So, the ceiling is low. (laughs) The
1: the sense of speed is really good, like, once you get into it. But this game, I found to be very challenging. I was awful at this game. (laughs) Maybe I just picked the wrong car, and I need, like, one with better handling or something and less speed, like, more grip. But I was cruising through the first couple of races, but in the first cup or whatever it's called... First tournament, but by the time I got to like the fifth race in the first tournament, I couldn't win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I was just getting destroyed.
0: I actually find that for me, that is my experience with F Zero in general. I don't think my head is like tuned into actually how i'm supposed to play those games i like them for those first four races and then the fifth one destroys me and i'm like what am i doing wrong and because seemingly the game is like you've been playing me wrong the whole time <laughs> right um but i'm really excited to check this out uh because you know like like you I don't, I don't think i've ever played it before
1: yeah it, i mean it's fun it's i wish i was better at it yeah.
0: yeah 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 maybe we should maybe we should make that a goal of ours is to like play some look maybe we need, need to do like an f zero month at some point here I don't really know that we could do a whole month of F-Zero. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe we could. Maybe we could. Um, Mark, it was on my list of things to purchase uh, and play this week, uh, but after the news of some sort of microtransaction chicanery, which we'll talk about later in the show, um, I opted not to get Chocobo GP. Uh, I have also put down uh, Triangle Strategy because I wasn't having fun with it. Um. Uh, but I did decide to check out one of the other Square Enix games that came out in the last, like, two weeks, um, which is the Stranger of Paradise demo. And I played this on uh, PlayStation 5, so I won't talk about it too much. But I just had to bring it up because the game is so bizarre. Um, this is a action RPG that is based on the original Final Fantasy.
1: Oh, I yes. didn't know that part. Yes. Uh,
0: so it's like the story of Final Fantasy. Whoa. But but you are playing as three of what will will eventually I assume become the four warriors of light, um, and uh, the game is just so bizarre, Mark, and I can't really wrap my head around uh, what's happening in it, um, narratively it's all over the place. It starts with your three characters like fighting a, a three headed dog dragon thing, um, and you're fighting them for a while, and then seemingly it defeats you. And you wake up in the like tranquil wheat fields of the afterlife uh, to the tune of Frank Sinatra's My Way. <laughs> um, but it cuts out right before My Way, so like b- right before the lyric. So it's like, I did it. And then it's just like you're in back in the game. Um, but it's just a, a wholly bizarre game where your characters, your player characters, are wearing like, uh, a t-shirt and like jeans. Another guy is wearing like a white tank top and like it has a flannel tied around his waist and everyone else is like high fantasy with extra straps. <laughs> um,
1: the improv team goes to a renaissance <laughs> fair. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's exactly what it is. Uh, like a horny renaissance <laughs> fair too. Um,
1: is there any other kind?
0: I've, yes, I've been, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been to both kinds of renaissance fairs, Mark, Mark. Um, but, uh, yeah, the the action in it is uh, like fun and compelling, and has a a neat like um, parry and a kind of a combination of like a a parrying system and the draw system from Final Fantasy VIII, where you're like taking the magic from your enemies and then using it against them. Um, so I can see where the moment-to-moment gameplay is would be super fun, but the presentation is absolutely bonkers, and it's so self-serious, um, and everyone is like grizzled and like angry, and it's just like. I I don't know. I'm going to keep making my way through the demo um, because I I feel like I want some sort of Square Enix uh, engagement. Um, But Mark, on that note, we got an email from Matt. Matt writes, hey, guys. Since you asked for listeners' opinions on Triangle Strategy twice now, here are my experiences with the game so far. Also, the the, the title of this email is Stop Slandering Triangle Strategy. <laughs> it's a pretty good game. Uh, okay, Matt goes on and says, I really enjoyed playing Octopath Traveler during lockdown in 2020. And when I heard uh, last year about Square Enix's next big HD 2D project, I got very excited. I downloaded the 2022 demo of Triangle Strategy, finished it over a few days, and then I pre-ordered this game. First of all... I completely understand Patrick's criticism. It is a chatty game with very long cutscenes, and certainly not what I expected at first. But as I kept playing, the game slowly drew me in. And the more I played, the more I enjoyed the uh, alternation between game nights that felt like reading a visual novel and game nights focused on fighting a battle that takes 30 to 40 minutes to complete. Unlike Patrick, I'm also really enjoying the conviction mechanic, knowing that how you respond to other characters will directly affect your reputation and the branching of the storyline makes the interactions feel very meaningful. I do like the positional battle system, even even after four chapters on regular mode, it doesn't feel quite as deep yet uh, as uh, Mario, Mario plus Rabbids does in later stages. Uh, last but not least, triangle strategy keeps cracking me up. There's something heartwarming about these cute little pixel art characters coming to life with the most exaggerated, melodramatic voice acting. One more thought. When Octopath Traveler came out, a lot of people said that it was a great game, but their one gripe was that the character stories felt generic and very linear, and that the characters don't really interact. I had the impression that Square Enix really took that criticism to heart, but may have taken it just a bit too far in the other direction with Triangle Strategy. Uh, If you, like me, really enjoy visual novels and strategy games, this one's for you. If not, beware! Anyway, thanks for everything. NCS has become one of my favorite podcasts. Please keep doing what you're doing. Um, thank you, Matt. Um, we have, in fact, been asking for uh, people's uh, input about Triangle Strategy. And we have, in fact, been slandering the and game. And we have been slandering it. Um, but this is, I mean, I I think this uh, truly is a case where you are describing uh, an interesting, compelling game. And I think I'm just not in the headspace for a game that is some some nights just going to be a uh a visual novel
1: yeah yeah but that's actually i did not know a lot of you know that that's in there and or that matt was talking about and so i think that's that's really interesting to know really interesting context for the game
0: yep um so thank you matt all right that's what we've been playing that's what matt's been playing that's what everyone's been playing this week mark let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week
1: On Thursday, March seventeenth, Persona Four Arena Ultimax is released for Switch.
0: But we will never see a mainline Persona game on the Switch, so dial down. Yeah, and enjoy the uh,
1: Persona spinoffs when we get them, I guess.
0: Yeah, this is the uh, a like one-on-one fighting uh, game uh the is the ultimax version i'm just asking this question i don't expect you to actually know the answer but is this like a new uh like actual version of the game or are they just like releasing the like plussed up version of persona 4 arena um on switch finally
1: yeah that's a great question one i do not know the answer to i'm gonna look
0: it up while you talk about the next thing
1: okay because the next thing i'm gonna talk about is that on friday march 18th the first booster course wave one of the booster course pass on mario kart 8 deluxe is released. Don't be like me with uh, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Happy Home Paradise. Be sure that if you're subscribed to uh, Nintendo Switch Online plus Expansion Pack, you still download the uh, Booster Course Pass content for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. But yeah, the first wave
0: is here. Um, That's very exciting, uh, especially in light of... Uh chocobo GP not being, and again, we'll get to it. Um uh not being like a, a viable like replacement uh for um cart, uh just knowing that there's more cart uh coming to us just by the end of this week. Yep. I'm, I'm very excited.
1: And we talked uh last week or the week before about if just one person that you're playing with online yes. has the booster uh course packs then everybody who's playing like can play those courses. But uh, one thing that we left out or that I wasn't aware of is that Nintendo says, quote, from March 22nd, courses from wave one will also appear in the random selection when playing global or regional races with anyone online.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you may, if you are selecting the, the random option, it may just come up anyway?
1: Exactly. So you, if you're playing online, so you do have to wait a few days, like uh, every. Anybody who buys it or gets it through the yeah, Plus weird. Expansion Pack will be <laughs> able to play it starting order. March 18th. Okay, but starting on March 22nd, those courses will be in uh, random selection when playing online. You locked out of that
0: first weekend. <laughs> um, oh, I'm 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 very excited about that. Uh, and that's really the only thing that I'm looking forward to this next week. But then the next week is Kirby.
1: That's wild.
0: Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we're already there, Mark. Um, all right, let's close out the new releases. Sorry, I'm interrupting that to say that I looked it up and it is like a new version of Persona for uh, Arena. It's not just that it is finally coming to Switch. Understood. There, so that, was that worth the musical interruption? I don't know. Mark, let's close this seg- segment out. Which brings us to a regular segment on our show. It is time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece Um, Mark, we're talking today about snacks that we had in our childhood that for one reason or another, we cannot eat anymore.
1: All right. Do you know what immediately comes to mind? What comes to mind? Sprite Remix.
0: Whoa. Do you remember Sprite Remix? Yeah, I remember Sprite Remix. Got that like tropical flavored Mm -hmm. Sprite.
1: Sprite has always been generally my soda of choice. I'm putting that qualifier in there because I was going to say my soda of choice. My soda of choice is root beer. But I probably drink more Sprite. Do you than have a else. root
0: beer? Is there like a brand of root beer that you're I don't loyal really to? Care. Wow, this is I'll suck wild. down anything because I feel like root beer is like the soda with the widest range. Where it's like there are some truly garbage root beers. It's true, uh, and but there are also some like absolutely wonderful root beers. Um, but you don't you don't you don't have a I'm not that I'm I, that
1: picky. I, I'm not that picky. I don't have a very discerning palate. <laughs> I really don't. So like good stuff is wasted on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We should get some good root beer. I think that would be fun.
1: That would be fun.
0: My soda of choice growing up was and I'm I, apologizing to myself, Mountain dew. Um, I drank so much mountain dew as a kid. Um, and then there was also a um a brand of soda, wildwood. Uh, in uh, Wisconsin. And I think it may have been like a Michigan brand or India, something uh, wildwood that made a red pop flavor that was very good. And doesn't taste anything like uh, other red pops that I've had before. Like it doesn't taste like Faygo um, or any other. uh, And it wasn't like like
1: a red cream soda. No. It's just like red soda, red red, red
0: pop, red pop was the name of it. I'm I'm not referring to it like colloquially. Its name is wildwood red pop. Got it. Um, And, I don't really drink soda now, <laughs> um, but if I could access a Wildwood Red Pop right now, I would drink. Does it, it still exist? I I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it was a it was a, a regional soda at the time, um, and I don't live in the Midwest anymore, so you know I haven't been near it, uh, even near where it was, uh, in in many years. Yeah. Uh, are there other um, snacks? Or, like, foods? Because, like, I know that, you know, we we were children during the 80s and 90s uh, when there was, like, that kind of, you know, uh, rush of, like, weird... new Like, Dunkaroos and uh, other stuff like that. Teddy Grahams, right? Those kind of are snacks? Are
1: Teddy Grahams weird? I feel like Teddy Grahams aren't that weird.
0: You don't think Teddy Grahams are?
1: I, I don't. I feel like they're basically graham crackers.
0: They're like goldfish graham crackers. For, like,
1: where somebody, like... Must chew them first, and then
0: they spit them out, and then
1: they get compressed. You're describing
0: something weird, Mark. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: my uh, my aunt, uh, growing up, when I was growing up, uh, worked for Keebler, so we had a lot of their um, like cookies, just like in our basement all the time, um, just like in our like pantry in in, in the basement, um, and they had these. Uh, cookies that were called Magic Middles um, that was like a regular cookie but with like cream frosting on the inside and then they made miniature ones of these called Mini Middles Um, and I loved the Mini Middles and I don't even know if they were ever like uh, distributed widely or what but we had so many of them.
1: That sounds amazing. It sounds amazing to have a family member who works for Keebler and just gets all this stuff. How do you think the new...
0: Oh, I guess Uh, guess, guess guess we'll never know. We'll never even know what that question was. Um, Mark, we were accompanied today by the EBU, your radio orchestra. Let's get into the news. (laughs) I'm having a rough music cue today.
1: (laughs) Nintendo has delayed Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp out of sensitivity to, quote, recent world events. The game was originally announced for release last December. Was then pushed to April, and now has no definitive release date.
0: Um, and it is uh, you know, worth noting when they say uh, recent world events, they are of course referring to the Russian. Uh, I mean, I guess presumably
1: they don't they don't call
0: it out. No, they don't call it out. Which I, I yeah, but let us call it out, right? Like, why else would they? What other recent world events would they be? Um. Uh, trying to avoid right. comparisons too. Yeah. Um, and there is uh the the blue moon or blue moon, which is uh, one of the five factions within advanced Wars, is pretty obviously modeled on um Russia and like the USSR. Um, so like I get it. I get that they don't want to sell a game where like that army is invading <laughs> other places. Like I I get I I get the concern. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah.
1: So no new date has been announced. Nintendo also announced, like, related. Nintendo has also announced that they have paused shipments of their products to Russia for, quote, logistical reasons. So, this is their statement. It says, quote, we have decided to suspend shipping all Nintendo products to Russia for the foreseeable future. This is due to considerable volatility surrounding the logistics of shipping and distributing physical goods. Which, I, yes, I'm sure is, like, tech, is technically true but logistics i don't know it, both of these just feel kind of like bogus it feels very nintendo in a bad way where they're like we're just we don't want we don't want to like we don't want to comment on anything so we're just going to like put out this right kind of like meaningless uh i mean like th- that's like technically true yes yes but just feels kind
0: of like mealy mouth the thing that's interesting about it though is that they're taking what appears to be meaningful action without the meaningful words well
1: and i i actually i actually wonder yeah that as far as the um like be like the logistical reasons for not being able to ship products to russia that seems totally legitimate right there are lots sure. of companies that have stopped doing business in russia and so i, I may, maybe if the logistics were still working, Nintendo would still be shipping products to Russia. Like we don't have any idea what their, you know, intentions are, but but...
0: I mean, there's also like the financial end of it, not just logistical end, but like the, you know, Russian economy is being just pummeled by sanctions from everyone at, at, at the moment. Uh, so like, uh, there's another part to this story where the Nintendo eShop in Russia is also currently undergoing some maintenance because one of their payment providers, um, has stopped, uh, it's taking transactions uh, of the uh, ruble, ruble, ruble with a B. Um, so like, because of the volatility of the currency, maybe it doesn't even make sense financially, uh, logistically, or politically to do business in, in Russia. And right
1: I, now. I, I think that's totally true. It, for whatever reason, just kind of like, and maybe I'm in the wrong here, but it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way the how it's so like i I don't know i i don't know it's like yeah referencing real world events but not really wanting to like comment on it which feels very nintendo but Uh, it's just kind of like i don't know rubs me the wrong way
0: yeah i mean if i i guess if it comes down to either uh taking meaningful action but not saying the meaningful thing or Uh, not taking meaningful action, but saying the meaningful thing, I would rather the former than the latter.
1: Yeah. I mean, that is completely fair. I don't know if you've been paying attention to, like, the stuff going on with Disney. Yeah. And, you know, like, Disney now at this point saying, you know, the right stuff, but not actually taking meaningful action. Right. I would
0: would rather, and mind you, this would be a weird world too. uh, But, no, honestly, if they were, like, not commenting on what was happening, but were like uh funding people who were opposed to uh, you know, the don't say gay and all of those uh you know various other horrible uh legislation that's uh being passed around the country. Um that's uh anti-trans, anti uh LGBTQ. Um that would be okay, you know, and not just okay, but like good. Like, yeah, we we need we need the uh, the power of uh, big voices, big money to uh, make those kind of statements, whether it's an actual statement or like a business related um, statement. Preferably, it would be both. Uh, uh, hopefully, you would just be like, "We're not doing this because we think what's happening there uh, is bad and evil, and we don't want to be supporting." Uh, a government or a people that are uh, uh, all allowing such a thing to happen. That's not what's at. Hap- that's not at least what they're saying. Um, but so if, if we got to wait a little bit for uh, Advanced Wars One Plus Two reboot camp, like.
1: Do you think we ever see it?
0: That is a great question. I think it's possible that we don't.
1: I agree. I think it's totally possible that, I mean, sure, maybe it comes out. First of all, who knows what is going to happen, you know, in like the world, long, yeah, yeah. like long yeah. term. Yeah. And, but, I yeah, I agree, with, I agree with you 100% that I think it is completely possible that we just never see this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, because it doesn't seem like there are any, like, easy or immediate off-ramps. When is a good time? To, when like, is a good time, yeah.
1: I actually wonder about, like, Call of Duty and stuff. Like, at what point do those games take a break as well?
0: Well, I mean, you also have to think about the difference between what an advanced wars game means for Nintendo and what a call of duty means for that's a really Activision, good point. Right? Like
1: this game, I can't, you know, seems like a, not in a bad way, but a, like a B tier Nintendo title. It'll
0: sell 2 million copies and they'll be happy for it. Right. But like a yeah. call, the next call of duty is going to sell like 30 million copies yeah. or whatever. So, um, you know, what, one, one of them is a train that can be stopped and the other one is maybe not. um, But yeah, so the uh, you know it's um it it is silly to boil down uh the world events into like is this remake of Advance Wars ever even going to come out? Um, but you know we we talk about Nintendo on the show, so we are uh, honor bound to talk about Nintendo on the show. Speaking of which,
1: yes, not saying that we should expect uh, any other publishers to do this in the final days of the 3DS and Wii U e shops, but Capcom just started a deep. Deep. Deep sale on so many of their 3DS games now through uh, March 27th, and this is in the US uh, eShop. So get while the getting is good because there are some very good deals in here. It's kind of crazy, actually. Uh,
0: Mark, let's just go back and forth reading. I, I think we should. I think we should read all of them. Uh, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney is five dollars. It was twenty.
1: Mega Man Legacy Collection five dollars was fifteen
0: uh monster hunter 3 ultimate uh all three of these monster hunter 3 ultimate monster hunter 4 ultimate and monster hunter generations all are five dollars each they were 20 30 and 40 respectively
1: phoenix wright ace attorney dual destinies five bucks phoenix wright ace attorney spirit of justice five bucks phoenix wright ace attorney trilogy 11.99
0: all of them were 30 dollars Resident Evil, uh, the Mercenaries 3D is two dollars. Two dollars. It was 20. Resident Evil Revelations is two dollars. Two dollars. It was 20. And then Street Fighter 4 3D Edition, Super Street Fighter 4 3D Edition is five dollars. Was 20. You could pick up every single game on this list for less than 60 dollars.
1: Yeah, I do not own Apollo Justice Ace Attorney, I do not own Ace Attorney Dual Je- Destinies or Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice which I believe are all 3DS exclusives that I have not played, I can get all three for $15. bucks. I it is wild to me how much my 3DS library has exploded yes. since the, they announced that the 3DS eShop was closing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, outside of Kirby's Block Ball, this is the best deal you're going to find on the on the 3DS and
1: eShop. And cannot stress this enough. Kirby's Block Ball is only 2.99.
0: Yeah, I mean, which, again... It's it, it's such for what you're getting for $3, like you it, you should just you should just plunk it down right now. But all of these Capcom games are I mean, I suppose we uh, can't necessarily speak for the quality of all these games, but what for 2 bucks you're going to get a, a Resident Evil game that's not worth 2 bucks. What are we talking about? There will be a Kirby
1: 30th Anniversary Music Festival taking place in Tokyo on April 11th, which noted well outside the bounds of Kirby Month
0: well outside
1: but uh as somebody noted on twitter (laughs) maybe it's just kirby year maybe Mm -hmm. it's a sneaky kirby year
0: maybe we maybe it is year of 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 kirby it's true
1: uh but this uh 30th anniversary music festival will be streamed to the world asterisk not available in all regions
0: um also it's the 11th of august whoa not, that's not so april. far
1: away that's way outside the bounds of kirby yeah month.
0: yeah yeah i did it's i i i saw that we that we were a- april in our notes here and i was like is that right i feel like it was way outside the bounds because april 11th uh that just makes for like a fat kirby month right but
1: august yeah that makes for a mouthful mode kirby yeah, month for sure <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> uh yeah not available in all re- regions um will be streamed um which do we know if that's free
1: i'm assuming that it's going to be like the um splatoon 2 mm-hmm. concert from a couple of years ago which was free i believe i think nintendo just streamed it on their you know like youtube channel sure, stuff. sure 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 and of course that one th- that was before animal Crossing: new horizons came out and so um kk slider was like a special opener at the very beginning. It's so funny. Yeah,
0: it's so funny.
1: It was that that was it. That was a lot of fun. That was a fun concert, and I'm hoping this Kirby concert is uh, something similar. I actually, now that we're on the subject, I opened up Twitter, and so I just want to call out a couple of these comments. So at Super Game Joy, we've been talking a lot in Kirby Month about uh, soundtracks yes. and how good the b- music is. At Super Game Joy said if you haven't already i highly recommend listening to the kirby cafe soundtrack kirby cafe is an actual cafe in japan it may have closed recently but like an actual food cafe in japan that hopefully still exists and i can confirm i have listened to the kirby cafe soundtrack it is amazing it's like a cafe version like you oh, know incredible like, this is kind of like soft jazzy yeah. you know like covers of kirby music it is very very good um re- reacting to the news of the kirby concert Nintendo the at Nintendo pals the Nintendo pals concert uh podcast a podcast we have both been on there we go (laughs) I replied looks like y'all are extending Kirby month to Kirby year Mm -hmm. and uh uh Alana added us on Twitter saying Mark's on base I knew he was my favorite for a reason referring of course to Mark's the
0: uh Kirby character Right. Um. So th- th- thank you, everyone, for helping us deal with this news, because it's very strange. Uh, Mark, did you read the, uh, the slug line from the website yet?
1: Quote, a one-time only music festival will be held featuring a large, big band-style ensemble of 35 musicians performing in a variety of genres.
0: And look, I love it when Nintendo music goes big band. That's like the premise of Mario Odyssey. Also,
1: big band is only like one... Step away from ska, yeah. So do you think? So do you think that's one of the variety of genres we're gonna see? Uh,
0: I mean, I hope so. If they need someone to like wear a suit and skank on stage for them, like I can do that.
1: Also, uh, featuring a large, the concert's going to feature a large LED screen with an animated Kirby
0: on it. So it's like a gorillas concert when you go see gorillas. Do you think Kirby is playing all the instruments? (laughs) God, I hope so. (laughs) I really, really hope so. Or if there are just like four Kirbys. You know, like a b- blue one, a yellow one, you know, a pink one, um, and that they're all like singing along. This sa- this
1: does sound very familiar to um what the Splatoon two concert was like.
0: Well, let me ask you this: you keep bringing up the Splatoon two concert. Um, what if we get our first look at some new Splatoon music, and it's not KK Slider who opens? Oh, it's a new, it's some a new, new idol, yeah.
1: That would be great. Actually, I until this moment, I had not realized. We still have no idea who the idols are going to be in Splatoon 3. We don't know
0: who the idols are going to be. We don't even really know when the game's coming out. Yeah, We know this year sometime, maybe summer, I think they said. Mm-hmm. Um, August is still summer, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Exciting. Yes, yeah, very exciting, exciting. times. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no word on exactly how you're going to be able to stream this or what regions are excluded or anything like that. But I, they have
0: some time to tell us. Right, because right, it's not until August. And expect us to talk about this again.
1: Here's uh, something else that we have talked about in the past and are now going to revisit. What the heck is going on with Chocobo GP, Patrick?
0: What the heck is going on with Chocobo GP? Early reviews of the game were uh, sort of where both of us expected them, right? Like In the uh, 60 to 70 range, right? People uh, generally saying it's a functional kart racer. It's fun, if not very deep. Uh, Not as good as Mario Kart, but then again, what is? Right. Um, But since the game's release, a sneaky little reliance on the game's premium currency called Mithril for progression has been added into the game. At launch, this was not a feature that was part of the game that that people were reviewing, which is uh, shady as all get out. Um, But uh, so you you can you can either uh, there's a a light version of the game and a full version of the game. Uh, The full version is fifty bucks, and either way, both of them require a lot of microtransactions, a season pass uh, for to make any like meaningful. progression and like earn new characters and tracks and stuff uh and this mithril um is which is the premium currency that you have to buy with real money uh is necessary to do like anything in the game yeah that's gross it's gross i mean it's gross just like on its face uh but it's extra gross that that wasn't in the game that was being reviewed
1: yeah it's like if it's in the game that's being reviewed then like fair that's the product you chose to make right but like to sneak it in afterwards yeah yeah that's pretty gross well
0: and i i know some some reviewers uh were pointing out even before release that like putting uh fan favorite characters like cloud and like squall um uh behind like season passes to to unlock them was already like a a sign to them that the game was going to be kind of predatory but it's just so much more predatory than that and if you're spending fifty dollars to get a game like, it can't also then nickel and dime you all the way through, right?
1: <laughs> right. It just, I I don't know. All I wanted was to play jo- Co- Chocobo yes. GP in peace.
0: Yeah. This was this was going to be my game of the year. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. Of course it was. It was going to be mine, too. And then they ruined it. Uh, Do you think there's any way they, like, back down on this? Or? I
1: don't. I, I would be surprised because I don't think it's a blockbuster enough of a release. You yeah, know, it's totally. like a C-tier Square Enix release that I think that, you know they they can get away with it.
0: Yeah. Um. Do you remember when uh that uh Disney Racer was uh, announced during the Nintendo Direct a couple weeks ago? And I was like, I I am worried that this is like just a mobile like cash grab yeah. kind of yep. game. Uh, and then it also momentarily had me worried about Chocobo GP. But I I said worries you are dismissed. I have confidence in Square Enix. They're not going to do this to me. They did it to me, Mark.
1: Yeah, Chocobo GP did us dirty
0: did us dirty.
1: Last Thursday on still don't know how to say it. Mario Marten Day uh MAR10 Day. Yeah, March- that has to be the right way to yeah. say it, right? <laughs> yes, that's the intended way to say it.
0: Yeah, MAR10. <laughs> that's that's it. They you do the code mark.
1: <laughs> uh Nintendo and Universal Studios Hollywood announced that Super Nintendo World would be opening in Hollywood in 2023. Ahead of that, exclusive apparel and merchandise will be available at the park.
0: Uh, Mark, I remain excited for this. Um, There are precious few things at Universal Studios in uh, Hollywood that I like. Um, If they can open this Mario park, then I'm going to be very excited. I guess it's a Nintendo park. It's not just Mario. Um, All all we know is a year, right? Yeah. 2023. Mm -hmm. Still... At least
1: a year away. Maybe M A R one zero day. I don't next year.
0: Think. <laughs> um, are you excited about this? Or I, is, I, is it just like a no? I a I clock am ex-
1: I am excited about this. No. I'm uh, because th- obviously they've opened the one in Japan and um, they announced like a Donkey Kong expansion for the one in Japan, and we know that they're building one in Florida, but that's still a few years out because it's so, going to
0: be part of its own
1: a new theme park right, that they're building right. out there. Um. But So, yeah, I, I am excited for this because with the way with, like, COVID travel restrictions and everything, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get to, to Japan yeah. to check this out. And so it seems like Hollywood is going to be our best bet, and I am sure I'll cry when we go. Yeah, so. me too.
0: I mean, I, I was in Hollywood this weekend. Park's not actually in Hollywood, but they call it Universal Studios Hollywood. It's in Universal City. It's its own city. It has its own fire department and everything.
1: Are you excited for this? Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo and Lego uh, also revealed on Mario Day that's what I'm settling on
0: I think that's right I don't know <laughs> I don't know what, I think it's just style it's Mario Day in parentheses stylized as mar10 that's
1: so funny because that makes so much sense I don't know why I struggle with it <laughs> so much uh it's Mario Day ladies and gentlemen Nintendo and Lego also revealed the Lego peach Super Mario set. Plus, a bunch of others arriving on August first, twenty twenty-two. The lineup includes uh, Adventures with Peach starter course for sixty bucks, a Goombas Shoe expansion set for ten dollars, mm. Fuzzy Flippers expansion set for twenty dollars, Yoshi's Gift House expansion set for thirty bucks, Cat Peach Suit and Frozen Tower expansion set for eighty bucks. Peach's Castle expansion set for $130, and Big Spike's Cloud Top Challenge expansion set for $70.
0: Now, at some point, I know we declared that we were not going to talk about LEGO Mario anymore. was that on the list? Yeah, I think it's on our list. okay, got it. But I think this is a a big enough uh, uh, expansion to the line that, like, it warrants us. It's like when they introduced Luigi. Like, I think they're both uh, worth talking about. Also worth talking about, have you looked at the LEGO Peach like, the actual, oh, like, figurine uh-huh. for her. Yes. Uh, I mean, the Lego Mario looks strange, too. Um, But, like, Peach, they usually... They try to make Peach look a little bit more, like, human in a way that Mario isn't. Um, Just, like, generally speaking in, in Mario games. And then to translate that into Lego... It just looks wholly bizarre. I think
1: what it looks like to me is Princess Peach is pressing her face up against a glass window.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I, I, I think you nailed it. I want to look at this, um, the, uh, Peach's Castle set. Uh, do we have pictures of that anywhere?
1: I was trying to find pictures of a lot of these because I, as I was just reading it right now, I understood what Goomba's Shoe expansion set was for $10. It's like the, um, based on the level from Super Mario Brothers 3. Right. But at the time, I was like, Goomba's shoe?
0: What the heck is a Goomba's shoe? Yeah. Um. Well, like, I want to know this uh, fuzzy flipper. What's that? Yeah, no idea. Is that like a touch fuzzy get dizzy thing? Oh, Where's the maybe, flipper part Maybe
1: it is, because it, it, uh, is that precedes Yoshi's Gift House expansion set. So maybe it is a Yoshi-related thing.
0: Now this makes me think that there's not going to be a Yoshi in the same way that there is. So there is a Yoshi. Okay, I've I've got some pictures right here. Um but not of all of it. Okay. All right. Uh the cat peach thing is weird. I recommend everyone go and like just look at this. Um oh I guess my question was we're not going to get like a Yoshi being his own thing it doesn't with like, seem like sc- it. screen eyes and everything. Yeah. Um but hey, uh, Yoshi is coming to the set um, this way. Man, all this stuff is so weird. Do you? Do we know anyone who has any of these Lego sets?
1: I I don't think I do.
0: If you have one of these Lego Mario sets, Lego Super Mario sets, um, let us know. I'm I'm curious if they're fun. If you enjoy them. If your kids are enjoying them. Whatever. Um, write to us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com.
1: Finally, Konami announced Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Kawabunga Collection heading to Switch later in 2022. For 40 bucks, it's a big package. You have 13 8-bit, 16-bit, and arcade games. There are Japanese versions of 11 of those games, and the following are included. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtle and Time, the arcade game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the NES game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. For For the NES. NES. (laughs) Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project for the NES. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters for the NES. Just assume that all of these... Oh, no, I can't do that. I was just going to say assume all of these are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Prefixes.
0: I can can run through the rest uh, uh, more more quickly. So uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Tournament Fighters, the NES, the Super NES, and the Genesis versions are all included. They're all three different games. Uh, Turtles in Time on the Super NES uh, is in there. The Hyperstone Heist for uh, Genesis is in there. And then the three main uh turtles games for the game boy fall the foot clan back to from the sewers and radical rescue are all in this collection
1: they also promise some quality of life improvements like same state save states rewind features button mapping a digital game guide to quote help players fight and sometimes swim through difficult areas
0: now uh, this is a knowing wink to anyone who's played the original uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES. There is a swimming section in the second level of the game um, that is notoriously difficult, that uh, is a, a barrier for most players to get through. Um, and so much of that game was locked behind that experience. But if you can rewind and like get through that area uh, easier uh, without losing all of your turtles to do so, that um, makes the game playable.
1: It also includes a museum with never-before-seen development art, sketches, Game design material, plus, with a promise, are, quote, loads of extras, including imagery from the original cartoons, comics, and other historic TMNT media content in a compiled museum connecting the franchise across the various mediums.
0: Uh, which is so exactly what I want from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's what I want from video game collections. Uh, this is the kind of thing that, Oh, and I also just love that, like, this is coming out the same year as Shredder's Revenge, right? That there's, like, a new game that's taking the gameplay style and aesthetic of a lot of these games and doing something totally new with it. And they're like, also, yeah, here are all the old ones. Why not? Um... And the uh, the emulation here, the the transfer over is being done by Digital Eclipse, who did the um, uh, Disney Afternoon Collection and uh, the first Mega Man Legacy Collection. So they're good at what they do, um, and they're good at hosting it with all these like museum extras and stuff like that. Um, but man, it is uh, it, it is amazing to see uh, some of these games that have not really been. Collected anywhere before Um, the the Game Boy games, like that's totally remarkable. Those games are like largely lost to history because no one cares about them. Not even like the tmnt like fanatics out there the fact that all three versions of uh tournament fighters is in here is surreal they all came out at the exact same time they're all different (laughs) games they're not just like uh like a little bit different or like they had to cut one character here they are wholly different games um i've never played the nes version i think there are five playable characters like the four turtles and then like one uh, one bad guy character who's not a bad guy character you would expect it's someone else based on uh based on the um war uh, Horseman of the Apocalypse from the uh, Archie um, TMNT Adventures. It's, uh, it, it's crazy stuff. Uh, the lineups uh, uh, in the Genesis and uh, Super NES games uh, are, are no less wild. Um, I'm excited to have access to the original arcade Ninja Turtles and the NES version of the arcade game, which doesn't look as good, um, but has more levels to it. Uh, it's just, I, I'm, I'm, Thrilled at the amount of stuff that's that's in here.
1: Yeah, it just seems really like I haven't played the majority of these games, but it just seems really fun. And I don't I don't know if Digital Eclipse did the Castlevania collections that Konami has put out. Oh, that's but I have enjoyed those collections, and so it's nice to see Konami continuing to mine their library that way.
0: Yeah, well, and this is uh, I I was actually starting to drive towards this, and then I distracted myself with a a different thought. Um, But you know, anytime that we are talking about how um video game preservation is like a a problem it's an ongoing concern we're all freaking out about the 3ds uh, and wii u e-shops closing down not having immediate access to these games this is sort of a reminder that the people who have um the rights to sell these games will find a reason or an excuse to put them back out in front of you at some point even if you couldn't buy you know teenage mutant turtles follow the foot clan for game boy for the last 30 years you're about to be able to again. Um, So nothing that goes away is ever really gone forever. As long as somebody owns it in some way and wants to make money off of it at some point. Right. Right. Um, So I'm just uh, still, you know, better to be safe than sorry. Go ahead and download Kirby's block ball right now. It's only $3. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this is just like a nice, like encouraging sign that like, Oh yeah. As long as there are studios out there that are, um, you know specialized in presenting these packages uh in fun compelling marketable ways um then we'll continue to see old games resurface in ways that we can actually play them Uh, all right mark let's get out of the news That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter or by turning to the person to your left and saying, hey, there's a podcast I think you should listen to. Um, We appreciate it when you do that. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. You can also check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo, Our The music is provided by 8BitBetty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening. rachel do you like disney movies yeah Yeah. have you seen all of them yeah we saw all the disney animated movies
1: and we saw the pixar animated movies too
0: how about the dcoms what What? the disney channel original movies you should listen to our podcast inside the disney vault because we're watching all of them in chronological order yeah and we do fun segments like we cast each other
1: That's right, and my favorite segment, Zaddy Watch, where we rank every single DCOM
0: daddy. Ooh, you can listen to all this fun stuff on our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media, wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: All right, guys, let's get back in the vault. It's cold out here. (laughs) Campfire.